pass from Havili was magic. The shift on for Crotty. Boom, far down you go, Quackett Smith. Me, oh my, I haven't enjoyed that. Yes, boy. Sit back, relax, put your belt on. Enjoy. Draft Rugby, the game they play online in heaven. Welcome to the Draft Rugby Show, Season 5, Episode 27, the Hoodoo Guru Episode. I'm joined by Nelson. Nelson, why is it the Hoodoo Guru Episode? The Hoodoo Gurus. Uh, look, we all know it's been, what, 36 years, I think, since the Gross. Wallabies, that's longer than my life, have won at Eden Park, the Garden of Eden. And, I mean, after last week, we, we need some redemption and, and, you know, what a better time than, than now to break the Hoodoo. It's fair to say if we won last week, I would have given us zero chance of winning. So since we're all incredibly angry after the loss from last week, we'll give us our, gives us hope. A 1%? <laughs> no, 100%. Yeah, we'll, look, we'll, we'll take a deep dive in this step on both of the, the lineups here, who's missing, who's included, what we don't think is right about these lineups. But Let's get talking about yeah. Bled 2. Um, I know that the trophy's not alive, but still worth talking about. There's been a lot of debate online <clears> about the teams that have been picked, so let's work through it. Are we jumping across, I think, into the Aussie side? Did you have up first? Uh, Yes, I did. So if we jump into this side, there's not been a lot of changes. There have been a couple of forced changes. Um, Caden Neville or Katerin Neville, as Harry likes to call Mm, him, um, comes in for a a Matt Phillip injury. We're pending confirmation on that injury. Yeah, it's meant to come out later tonight. So mm-hmm. I assume by the time that people watch this or listen to this that uh, it will be confirmed. I know there was uh, Rev from Rugby Fixation seemed to have the inside line on that one as well. So he was expected to play until there was an injury to rule him out. So I don't think it was a form thing. No. Uh, and the other changes we've got in the um, forward pack, we've got Harry Wilson getting another chance, this time in the number eight jersey. Yes, he's played there for the Wallabies before. Yep. Um, with Valentini at six, actually. I think it was last year against France. But... Good to see him back. Good to see him in his preferred eight jersey. Uh, he brings something very different than the likes of Leota. He's uh, He plays a lot more loose, um, destructive in open spaces, not as much of that tight kind of ball run of, of a Leota and even a Valentini. Yeah, I think they're going to lose a lot in game line, but it should be said as well that Rob Valentini is still playing. He's been shifted to number six. Um, Wilson, as you said, the, the takeaway for the last two seasons for him is that he needs to fix his footwork before contact so we can get through game line. But I think he's going to bring a huge work rate, which I, I hope means that Pete Samu gets to run a little bit more because he's in fine form running with the ball, running through a few of the All Blacks defenders. Um, but, look, I think they've got enough forward carrying ability in that side. Yeah, look, I, I think... Harry Wilson has transitioned from 2021 to 2022 relatively well in the Super Rugby season. He had a lot less tackle busts, but he had a very high number of run metres. I think he was looking for that space and looking a little bit wider and looking for gaps and not running into contact as much as he had in in the past. Yeah, I just think, as you said, though, the balance is what the team needs. And Rob Leota isn't making any runs out wide. He's just trying to get gain line at that that one-up hit off off, off of Nick White or Jake Gordon. So it'll be interesting to see how they work through that. I think the other thing to talk about in the forward pack is, I think you mentioned Caden Neville, but Jed Holloway stays at lock as well. So he's a six-slash-lock. We've got one true, true specialist lock in this side, and then losing Leota as well, another potential lock jumper as well. I think we are a little bit short on our line-out jumpers, yeah. So I'm a little bit worried about that. Obviously, Parecki's got a bit of a um, bullseye 
when he throws. But, yeah, I'm not sure exactly how they're going to manage that. And I'd expect that maybe Samuel and Wilson would have to act as secondary jumpers as well. Yeah, I agree. Really interesting to watch how they they managed that last week. They're obviously pretty aware of the fact that there was a big uh, defensive jumping risk from the All Blacks, so they just play trick play after trick play after trick play. I don't know if they can get away with that two weeks in a row, but loved seeing it. Yeah, no, it's it's an interesting concept. I think that sort of stuff can only work if the other team doesn't see it coming, mm-hmm. and they don't need to know a trick plays com- coming. They need to know exactly what's coming. So I, I think you can still get away with it occasionally, but they will have to look to the air a little bit more. Yeah. Moving to the back line, Jake Gordon and Bernard Foley get another crack at nine and ten, meaning Nick White is on the bench. Uh, you've got Lalakai for Kenny, mm-hmm. Lenny Katow again staying in the centres. Cotton Betty will play his last test, I believe, of the year on the left wing. And then they've kept Tom Wright and Andrew Kellaway. So essentially unchanged. What do you think about that? Look, I'm happy for the stability. There's There's been a lot of changes throughout the last couple of years. Uh, it doesn't mean that this is the side you're walking into the World Cup, you know, grand final with if we get there. But I think it's good to have some stability when? after last stability after last week, and and these guys deserve another crack. Yeah, my my big worry here is that we have no long range kickers whatsoever. I, I think that if you're going to play a Bernard Foley with Kellaway at fifteen rather than a Reese Hodge, you're going to take away two long kickers. You have to put Nick White in to start. So yeah. I'm I'm a little bit worried about how we're going to manage our line out and how we're going to actually manage the long kicking game for possession. So. You know, I think if uh, the All Blacks are, can be disciplined, we're going to really dig ourselves into a bit of a hole here where we might be uh, facing a lot of time in our own 22, our own half. Interesting, interestingly, I thought a similar thing last week, but it didn't necessarily pan out that way. Both teams look to play quite open, expansive footy and weren't necessarily looking to trust their lineouts too much and do other things around that. So I think, you know, our game plan isn't kick it out constantly and, and, you know, work our way up the field that way. Yeah. But uh, we, we still managed to get out of our 22 quite well. Um, in the second kicks half. And some, yeah, some better kicks in the second half. Yeah. yeah. yeah look, the I, first I, half, mate, we, we defended the whole half. I think we need to get Hodge at some point and he can help us close that game out if yeah. the game's tight. But um, I just want to see these guys have another crack. I, I do think it's a something that's missing for us, that that kicking game for sure. Yeah. On the bench, you got Falau Fanga. Mm-hmm. Angus Bell is back from his toe injury and Pone Fa'amal Sili, which means we think Taniela Tupo mustn't be right. Yeah, I thought he was named um, to play, basically saying he was cleared and he was good to go, but yeah. um, he hasn't been named here. I'm, I'm happy to see Pone get another crack, though. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, rounding out the forward reserves, you've got Nick Frost getting another run off the, bre- the bench and Fraser McBride. Yeah, I think they're, they're both impact players, and I think it would be really good to see them come on. In terms of the benches that we have in the back, we've got Nick White, who you touched on earlier. He he really made that back line more composed, I think, when he came on last week, and his, his kicking was good. Uh, Reese Hodge and Jordan Pattaya, so a fair bit of versatility in that, that back two. Yeah, and obviously a lot of people calling for Vunavalu to get a start as well. Um, he's been named in the Australia A side, so hopefully, as, as a few people have been saying, he does get to play just three lots of 80 minutes in that competition when they go mm-hmm. over to Japan, and then we can see him playing a little bit more for the Wallabies in the Northern Tour. 
Uh, I don't mind Jordi Gattai as an impact player. I think he's actually really effective as a man that they bring off the bench late. I, I do just think that someone needs to put a bit more pressure on Tom Wright. You know, he had those few excellent games early in the rugby championship. I think he's been a little bit flat, makes a few too many mistakes, discipline's not great, just needs to clean up his act. And a little bit more pressure on that right wing would be a good thing. Having said that, I'm with you. I, I, I don't mind the fact that we're just leaning into the cohesion factor as well and trying to build some combinations. I know Rennie was quoted during the week saying that, you know, there's been so many injuries that it has been mm. hard for him to pick a similar side week on week. So good to see that in the backs when he has the opportunity. Yeah, I think that's it. That's that's a strength for us this week, that just continuity from last week. But for me, if I had to make one change, it's probably Vinavali coming in for Tom Wright. But I, I agree, having that three-week test against Japan is going to be good for him. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next on, we're going to go to the all-black side. Yep. So... Clicking over there, you got Ethan DeGroote, <clears throat> Cody Taylor straight back in at Booker and Tyrell Lomax, so similar props. You got Brody Retallick and Sam Whitelock in the row. And then you got Akira Ioane, Dalton Papali'i, and Adi Sevilla rounding out the forward pack. Good to see Adi back for everyone. I mean, I love watching Adi play, just not against the Wallabies. So it's good to see him, but hopefully he has a quiet game. Maybe he's a bit distracted, not getting enough sleep with the new baby. We can only hope. <laughs> we, we can only hope because he is an absolute menace both sides of the ball. Uh, if we look in the back line, we've got Aaron Smith, Richie Moe, the same as last week, even uh, number 11, Caleb Clark. The changes start at the 12 jersey with Jordan Barrett shifting in big Geordie playing 12. What do you think of that? Uh, look, I really like it. I think Billy's been <clears throat> excellent, but obviously you're not fit this week. So. Yep. I, I really like him getting the opportunity there, and I, I want to see how he goes. I'm a bit torn because I don't want him to go well against us, but I want him to get more time at 12 for yep. the All Blacks, and I don't think both those things can happen. Oh, look, I, I think this is where his jersey probably sits in the All Blacks, but he needs some time developing there, so it's going to be a real test for him. Outside him, Rico Yuani, that's going to take a lot of attention off him as well. You just give the ball to Rico is never a bad, bad thing. Uh, Will, Will Jordan, sadly, still on the wing. This is the time you needed to shift him to fullback and Bodie Barrett coming in at fullback. So a lot of changes in that back line. Yeah, massive. And, I mean, I think all of us were thinking Geordie to 12 so that Jordan can have the 15 jersey. They moved Geordie to inside centre and then they don't actually give Jordan the fullback jersey. So that, that's just lunacy to me, but it's going to be interesting to see how they go with the dual pivot, Richie mm-hmm. Moe and Bodie Barrett again. If we uh, if we just talk about the the outs and the changes in the forward pack, though, Cody Taylor gets his chance. He's obviously been dropped from the 23 for a long period of time. I don't think he had an injury either. So, to me, Samasoni Takiaho is on the bench. He has had a huge workload, been exceptional for the All Blacks all test season. So, it's going to be good to see him get a little bit of a rest. I don't think that we're, they're dropping him, as so many people are maybe suggesting. And Cody Taylor, for me, is a better player than Dane Coles at this time in their careers. So I'm, I'm excited to see Cody Taylor get another run and uh, probably worthy of the choice, in my opinion. Interestingly, in that type five, that's the only change. Uh, last week, we actually saw the All Blacks win two of five of their own scrums, which yeah. is pretty baffling. That's quite low for them for having such a strong forward pack. And I, I thought that the, the scrum sort of went back and forth a little bit more than that. But obviously, it was a little bit of a weak point for them. Um, Takiyaho is an absolute, you know, Barnstorming uh, hooker as well. You know, ball, ball in hand, he's very, very solid. We've also got Ofatuanga Fasi, Nepo Laolala 
on the bench as well. I've been to, so uh, Offer and Nepo are both Nepo, sorry, are both obviously coming back from injuries. Yeah, I've seen some chat on on social media on Twitter mainly <clears> saying <throat> like I thought we were past these guys. Why are we bringing them back in? For me, Jeez, they need them. Nepo is the best prop in New Zealand by a country mile. Yeah. He's an absolute weapon. And Offer has had a pretty off year from his scrummaging, I think, and probably uh, less effective in that area than what he has been. I'm assuming they're moving him to the loose end, the loose side of the yep. scrum this side. Yep. So maybe a little bit less pressure on him there. But around the ground, he's phenomenal as well. So to, to me, they're both fantastic props. And to, I, I, that worries me, to be honest with you. I would far rather face last week's reserve props than this week's. Yeah, look, De Groot, Lomax, these guys are really quite inexperienced when you're talking um, props. So having this experience coming off the bench is, is a real uh, strength for them. They've also got Tupo Vai on the bench and Hoskins Satutu. Uh, I mean, both of those could cover, you know, six, six and eight. Um, but I, I, my guess is that obviously Tupo Vai is there to cover one of the lock roles, potentially six if needed. Um, you've also got Hoskins Satutu to cover, you know, number eight if Artie shifts in or at worst, he could cover six as well. Yeah, no Scott Barrett <clears throat> this week. Um, I can't remember if he was one of the injuries or not. I think they've got a, um, a Barrett, you know, limit. There's only yeah. like two Barretts right. on the field. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Sam Kane missing with injury, with concussion. So Dalton Papali'i gets his chance because of that. Uh, to me, I've been calling for this for three seasons, I think now. Sam. Maybe two. I'll say two seasons. Before yeah. that, it was Artie the seven. Um, <laughs> I think this is fantastic for the All Blacks. And, you know, I, 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 and not to take away from uh, Sam Kane, he has had a couple of good games this year, I should say, as well. But Dalton's the future. Awesome opportunity. And when you're rounded out by Artie, can't be anything but a positive. I thought Hoskins the Tutu on the bench, as you mentioned, was pretty average last week. Yep. Not very effective with his runs. Missed a few key tackles, which is just not what I expect to see from him. I think he's still a little bit daunted by the yeah, task. I think that's what it is. He, he still seems a little rattled and not settled into this level because yep. we all know what he can do. And he's versing the same players that he's done it against, you know, all through Super Rugby. Yeah. It's just this stage seems like a step up for him mentally. Yeah. Akira Ioane <clears throat> slides in at six for dog roll. So I, I thought he was, I guess, a little quiet coming off the bench as well, but it's just a player that we've loved watching for so many years. I hope we get to see more of him. And, again, I hope he has a good game. Not too good a game this week, but I hope he gets more time and earns himself the opportunity to keep getting minutes at six. That back row battle is definitely even a real contest, I reckon. Yeah, and it's going to be very interesting <clears> to see how that goes when they maybe were losing the physical battle early in the rugby championships with someone like Akira um, Lomax in there as well. You know, there's a couple of players there that maybe weren't consistently winning that physicality. So we'll be interested to see how they step up in that area. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Aaron Smith and <clears> Richie Mo, you know, we talked about them, consistency there. We we raved about them over and over again. Fantastic players. Caleb Clark and Will Jordan staying on the wings. I thought defensively they've both been relatively poor. So I think that yeah. uh this is this is lining us up for another high scoring affair, hopefully. Look, I think the continuity in this back line plus, you know, some weaknesses on those wingers in recent weeks for, for defense. This looks like a high-scoring match. This is the All Blacks have gone, let's get as much talent on the field as possible. Yeah. And that's what they've done. And honestly, I think it, there are some positions there to to exploit for the Wallabies if they're, they're playing smart footy. And for everything we can criticise about their defence, we can just praise about their attack. They're two attacking absolute freaks, right? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Bodie Barrett in at 15. I've mm -hmm. never been convinced that he does that well in that position. It's going to be interesting to see if he can kind of prove himself there. Look, I, I love the... 
the idea on paper of Moonga, um, you know, Moonga and Barrett swapping and going back and forth, you know, two tandem kind of tens at, at times or or Barrett t- taking his choices and picking off opportunities throughout a match. But I just haven't seen it work between these two. I, I don't think there's any connection between them. Mm-hmm. So it's more about Bodhi going, now I feel like give me the ball, it's going to be me time, yeah. which maybe works for him with a little bit more space. But he hasn't been playing 15, so picking off those opportunities isn't going to come as naturally from that position for me. So he definitely can carve us apart, but, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think with those two and Geordie as well in the playmaker positions, <clears throat> it it just screams that there's going to be a huge amount of ball to the outside backs, yeah. you know, to, to the wingers and uh, to Rico. So I hope that doesn't kind of come to fruition <laughs> this week because that would be quite a scary thought. But if it does work, having those guys as one, two, and three for the early passes, it's just going to be, you know, so much space for the likes of Will Jordan to do what he did to us last week. Yep. Um, on the bench, Finlay Christie, Roger Tuovasa-Shek, and Sebu Reese. I think the big one here for me is Roger Tuovasa-Shek finally gets a run. You just hope that maybe he gets 30 minutes in at 12 rather than... 90 seconds or whatever we gave to Bonavalo. Oh, I know, it's ridiculous. Look, the the thing that works here for Roger Tuovasa-Shek is the people he's got around him. He's got Caleb Clark, he's got Bowden Barrett, he's got Rico Iwani, he's got some familiar faces around him. Yeah. And and hopefully that settles him into this um, into this role well for them. Not too well, as we keep touching on. <laughs> but I, I think he's a, a really skilled player and I hope he's not overawed by this uh, this situation. For I, I think what we're going to see in the back end of the game is you're going to have the Blues backline basically. Finlay yep. Christie into Bodie Barrett at 10. You're going to have two of us, Sheck and Rico at 12 13, yep. and Caleb Clark on the left wing. The only other two there you've got, I think, Geordie Barrett mm-hmm. probably moves back to fullback or they move Jordan back to fullback, and then Severis comes on for one of those two. So a couple of Crusaders outside backs. M- Richie Moe will be uh, will be subbed off, and two of us is going to be given every chance to have a team around him that yeah. he will thrive with. Something that the Wallabies haven't done well with some of our players, I think James O'Connor, those those sorts. So I really like that he's supported by some Blues players. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so anyway, the, the big takeaway here, I think, is that there's a lot of rest there for a couple of the players with big workloads. You're looking like uh, Dog Roll. You're looking at Samasani Takaraho as well. I think they're giving opportunity where they're able to. It's good to see the likes of Offer and Nepo back. There's plenty of players coming in and out because of fitness on both sides. It's going to be a very, very good, uh, a very, very good matchup. How do you see it going? And where the I guess opportunities? How do the game does the game need to be played? Look, it, yeah, I'd feel crazy to say the Wallabies are going to win. So I'm just going to say the Wallabies are going to win. Yeah, <laughs> we we need a bonus point win here. And how so, are they going to win? How are they going to win? Oh, look, I, I think interestingly we, we touched on that the lineout isn't a real strength, and we've had to kind of manipulate how we use that. And yeah. I don't think that's going to be as easy for us to do this week. Um, but obviously, against the All Blacks, you can't be kicking the ball in field and giving them too much space. So. Gordon is really going to have to have a solid kicking game. I think Bernard Foley is going to have a solid kicking game at picking off the the right angles, the right you know spaces on the field to get this this ball downfield. And we're going to have to have some rush defence. Corabidi getting up their face like we saw last week, and this whole back line you know manning up and, and getting up in these situations. I just think they need discipline as well, the Wallabies. Like, you just can't give opportunity and field position to the All Blacks. And if you do give them that, they're just going to score way too many points. You know, we obviously had a couple of yellows down to 13 men for a period last week, and I thought we were pretty lucky to get away with them scoring. It was a couple of tries in that period. Two or three. Could have been, could have been many, many more had they held the ball. So you just got to make sure that you're, you're very tight on your discipline and your kicking game's accurate. And 
I think the other thing is I'm just interested to see how the All Blacks play. You know, one week they have a a, a, a tremendous short kicking game that really confuses and tears apart defenses, and then the next week they put it to bed. I thought last week they probably didn't kick quite as actively as they had in the the first two good wins they had in the rugby <clears> championships. So it's going to be interesting to see if they bring that back out again this week. Yeah, and I, look, I think Iceman Bernard Foley he's got a second chance here, and and we're going to have to take points on offer throughout this match. And my final question to you before we get on to the uh, the tip is going to be in the margin is going to be how many penalties this week for time wasting? <laughs> Look, I'm going to go off laws of averages and I'm going to say zero. Right. You know what? Put it this way: French referee been in the you know in the headlines. Will he try to make up for it or make a stand again this week in a in a call off, off TMO? Just be like, nah. Or call something random out that you know Reynolds, doesn't want to get. Reynolds an assistant ref this week. He's on the sideline. Who's team, mate? No, no, no. He's, he's the assistant ref. So I okay. think it's, it's a big call for him to come he's, in. As just wait, ref, no, no, radio in. No, 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 mate, that's been too long. Wait, waving his flag yeah. from the side. I, he's going to be calling everything out. Calling is, that ref a, over. is that a is that a French get, uh, bag out there? Maybe <laughs> 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 a white flag that he's waving <laughs> around. But no, look, I think this is going to be an absolute cracker. I think one thing for for this for me as well is. The amount of people talking about rugby after this last Blair's low. So if you're if you're not, you know, strapped in to watch this one, what are you doing? Yeah, absolutely. And look, I'm going to tip the. Uh, I mean, we've called it the Hoodoo Guru show, so <laughs> I'm going to say the Wolves are going to get it done by six points. I love it. I really love it. And look, as we said, it's the Hoodoo Gurus. I've been thinking of this for days. So I'm going to say the Wallabies are going to sneak this one, and they're going to win it by one point with a Hodge kick from about 45, 50 out. Love it. Uh, join us next week when we kind of pull apart the rugby championship, assess where the four teams are. Mm. We're going to hopefully have some good guests along who know far more about rugby and analysing rugby than us. So I guess hopefully building a little bit of excitement for that. You don't have to listen to just us again next week. And I guess one other question else, South Africa versus Argentina, who wins that and therefore who wins the rugby champs? Where do you see it going? Look, I, I think it's probably South Africa. Uh, I think if we can manage to keep this one tight and this game doesn't blow out significantly, meaning the, the All Blacks don't get a bonus point or we sneak our win, like we're mm. saying, uh, I think the, the box can, all they really need to do is get a win, maybe a bonus point, I think, uh, against the yeah, I think they humans. Need to be there. But, I mean, if we follow how this year has gone so far, each team's beating each other once. Yeah, let's not ruin it now. To be honest, that's the one thing I'll that's say. Fair. Yeah, even even points for New Zealand and South Africa. So I guess if one team gets the uh, the bonus point, and the other doesn't. It's it's a done deal. Thirteen points is the margin difference as well. So very doable so, because we're going to knock New Zealand down yeah. six points. I was going to so. say. So if we ignore everything we've been saying, the All Blacks are probably going to win the comp. But <laughs> if we're listening to what we've been saying. The Pumas, maybe they can they can push the the box, but the box are going to win the comp. Australia bonus point win, win the comp off the back of that. That's how yeah. I see it going. Yeah, yeah, Pumas beat the the box. Yeah, absolutely. But neither of them can get a bonus point loss. All right, with that, <laughs> with that genius insight, you know, everyone will be criticising us when they listen to this, but praising us when they see the results this weekend. We will leave it there. Hooroo.